chill mode, like for the last. Yeah. Week. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard to think about work. <laughs> but we're gonna talk about this. All right, so you ready to go? Let's do this. Nick, we're back, kinda. It's what like are a- we doing? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, we are back in kind of a little different way, I guess. Right? Like, yeah. I think I think one of the biggest topics that Nick and I have been getting through after every course is like, what's next? Like, when's the next one? Come when's out, the right? next one? Right? Yeah. Yeah, and, and <laughs> you know. I get it. They take they take a long time, and I don't think we realized how yeah. long they were going to take. Uh, and also, Nick and I are both like working freelance designers. Like this yeah. is just a fun little gig that we're doing to engage more. But we hear you, and so we've been trying to figure out a way to do more things. Uh, you know, we still plan to keep the original structure of releasing courses throughout the year, but I think we can dig into that and maybe you know, introduce more fun topics that don't require eight to 10 episodes exactly about them, right? Yeah. And and we're going <laughs> to, after a long debate, we're going to call these the pit stop episodes. Yeah. Just right? little pit stops of fun stuff. Like <laughs> we jump on Skype all the time and talk. It's like, we should just record a few. Of That's how it kind of happened last week is, well, one, we wanted to just chat because it had been a while. And yeah. I think two, we realized how many months went by in between the last courses and we were kind of gulped and went like, oh my gosh. And so we're like, let's, let's do this. Let's, we should have recorded, in fact, the, the conversation we had because it was really kind of what spearheaded today and what mm-hmm. we want to do. Um, but even more so, I think, like, in addition to what you said, the comments we get about, like, when's the next course, why not do these in between? Because a lot of times, one of the best things that we have is a great relationship and network with so many great designers out there. And sometimes yeah. it's, we want to bring them in for something, but it, it has to work and be relevant to a particular course that we're building at the time. And that typically doesn't match up always so well. So this is going to give us a chance to not only talk about great things in between, but bring in great people and guests alike to kind of talk and share a little bit of their insight as well. Yeah, things that can also just help fill the gap between these full courses that we've been doing. Yeah, um, it'll help. And again, it'll help us. I'll feel a lot better. <laughs> yeah, <man. laughs> right. I I do feel better. The last one got away. I get it. It was like seven months between, which is very long, but they do take a while. Yeah. yeah. Um. And so, yeah, I think as like maybe a little holiday gift, we're celebrating the first of hopefully many little pit stop yeah. episodes. Ringing in the new year, right, man? I know, man. Merry <laughs> Christmas, happy holidays, everybody. Yeah, this is consider nothing... this our little gift from Nick and Jordan <laughs> under your tree or whatever you're celebrating. <laughs> that's right. That's right. And nothing says it's the new year <laughs> than the you know predictive list of upcoming graphic design trends, right? Of course, right. <laughs> <laughs> and as a designer, and and I'm sure anyone listening, like I'm sure you've already started to see these predictions like flood all of your platforms. But yeah, we thought it'd be fun to like kick off talking about the world of design, the trends, these annual evolutions, and figure out, like, are they important? Like, do you need to follow trends? Is is it better than the tried and true methods? Um, and, you know, I don't think any discussion would be complete without our own unprompted predictions, but I, I do want to dig into, like, what our relationship is with trends and if it's hurting or helping. Exactly. Can we make it better? Yeah, we've spent a lot of time talking about it on on our other podcast and it's particularly when it comes to even like the logo trends, which I love when Bill Gardner does that from uh, logo lounge. 
Yeah. And so we can, we'll, we'll touch into that a little bit too and talk about what we can get out of it. That's a little bit more positive for us as designers and business owners. I think there is some stuff to look at and really kind of observe, but a lot of it too, we'll talk about like, how does it, how, how unimportant it is sometimes and why it is a good idea to not let them lead so much your design yeah. trends and your, your, your design styles. And it's more about that, that DNA of the brand you're working on and, and what's working for that and what you've established in the discovery should happen. Yeah, it's right? interesting because like personally, I have a very ambivalent relationship with the whole trend setting predictions, right? Yeah. Where it's, I, I think it is both helpful and harmful, just depending on how we, the community and designers, approach these things. Mm-hmm. And so, I think, yeah, having a more open discussion to try to tackle it head on, dig a little deeper than just like just a list, yeah, and, and figure out like, well, maybe why are these things happening? Like, why are these shifts taking place now? Why are these so particular ones? really shifting this movement. Why are they trending? Yes. Yeah, perfect. <clears throat> so pull back, you know, just a little bit and see if there's a larger shift or purpose happening. Um, I do think it's important to note, though, that like when we're talking about this, we're keeping this really through the lens of like graphic design, uh, because I do think like if you get into the world of like UI, UX, web design, I, I think the value of evolution and trends might carry a little heavier weight, seemingly. And it's just not really my expertise. Same. Yours, you know. So, yeah. This really is through that 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 graphical design lens <laughs> that we both live. That's in. a good point because yeah, that yeah. that stuff when I I see trends happening there, and particularly like even in web design and other where it's almost you have to kind of get on that bandwagon. It's it might be something that's going to make your site or your app more efficient or easy, you know, smooth more smooth running. So yeah. those trends have to be I think more identified and 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 used particularly. So I'm glad you mentioned that. All we're going to talk about is kind of on the graphic design side. And yeah. speaking of graphic design side, we're already going off our our our, <laughs> <laughs> our little alive, outline. Baby. But yeah. we want to kind of start each conversation before we get into the topic on what we're working on individually. This we never get that chance to kind of talk shop a little bit openly yeah. on the other the other courses because we get yeah. right into it. So Jordan, what are you working on? What what do you want to share? Oh, man, I got a juggling. I'm juggling projects. Uh, you know, I'd say I got like six or seven usually in the air. But yeah. right now I, I'm I'm really uh, digging in deep with this this brewery up in Washington called 5440. Nice. And I may have even mentioned it's been a long time coming over the last year. We've been rebranding and redeveloping and restructuring like, you know, their core and who they are, why they are. Now we're just about to release the packaging. So it's come from like s- establishing brand parameters, pillars, messaging and then now we're at the point of like the new websites coming soon that I'm working on. The new packaging that reflects everything we've done is about to hit the shelves. And we're about to reintroduce the brewery to the public. So we're nice. on PR stuff. I'm working on some fun case study stuff. Um, so that's been it's been like this little thing I've been working on in the corner for just like so long, like over a year. <laughs> yeah, I remember when you first to, even showed me the yeah. your first pitch deck. I was God, that might have been a year ago, huh? Yeah, yeah, it was. It was like in January, so it was just about a year ago. That wow. And that's, for anyone listening, like it can take a long time to do know, a rebrand man. with all those touch points, right? Yep. Buckle up; it's going to be a long ride sometimes. <laughs> yeah, and so we're just at this exciting point where, like, people are we're going to introduce it, reintroduce them to the uh, the public, and see nice, how they man. do. Uh, and that's super exciting. Good. I, I, I've been looking forward to that for a long time. I'm envious. That's a great spot to be in, particularly with yeah. a place that has a place and and seeing the difference 
it can make in the in the experience of a of a brand that you get to mm-hmm. work on the space part too. Yeah. Right? Like oh, I, every, I, love I that. mean, you're you're talking menus, business cards. They redid all of their merch line. They're doing a bunch of packaging and just I mean, just those little touch points. There's so many and getting to like see the shift happen internally and now watching it externally is going to be really nice. rewarding. Like I live, I live for that stuff. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like all designers kind of do. <laughs> I love, I was <laughs> just at our brewery last night and we do a thing uh, every year where when, after the semester's over, I invite all my students over 21, obviously to the brewery that I designed. And, and it's such a great time to explore because they see it all on paper and I show them you know, bits and pieces of the development, but to actually invite people to the spot and like have a great evening of talking design and, and shop and all that. It's, it's really, it's really a fulfilling thing, man. That's, that to me is, I mean, we talk about that a lot. That's really my favorite part of what I get to do a hundred percent. Oh yeah, absolutely. And it, and it shows, look at did you ever think your design kind of vibe would move into something so of, uh, with such a variety of things and applications and touch points. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that's why they work so much. And there's such a great joy to work on, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I love that. Really shape something, you know, beyond just labels and packaging is fun, but I love getting to shape something ground. Great. Start to finish ongoing. Yeah. Cause then you're carrying through to everything. Yeah. All those things that you developed really, you, those parameters I live, I live for them. Yeah. It's my favorite getting to bring that into the fold. So that's been, that's been the most exciting one that we're about to release now. But cool, man. Cool. What about you, dude? What are you uh, doing? I'm trying to think of the best one to kind of chat about. They're all, man, a bunch of them and a few are in the air, like waiting mm-hmm. for a few like last minute changes and this and that. So I'm, I'm excited to get, getting those done. One particularly is a new, re- it's, it's a revamped restaurant. Very similar to, I think, what you, when you showed me kind of the stuff about the brewery you're doing. They've been mm-hmm. around for a long time. They're kind of a a landmark in the Pasadena area here in Los Angeles. And they're relocating and taking that opportunity to completely rebrand and refresh everything. Uh, And it's like a family diner, um, very retro and vintage vibe. Uh, They have a heritage, they have a history. So (laughs) one of the best parts about it is again, it's everything from the napkin to the glassware to uh, designing an entire soda fountain area for this old fashioned soda fountain. Thing. Oh, dude! Yeah, uh, and then five <laughs> wall murals. So uh, this—that's the part I'm just having a blast on because it's like it, it's this restraint. I think because of the scale of it, things I've done in the past, I didn't consider scale in the size of these murals, and I think some of the stuff got maybe too busy or a little too um, dynamic, right? Mm-hmm. And when you think about it, it's going to be right in front of your face. So finding the way to tame it down myself. And then present and show to them and get get their sign off has been really interesting. It's quite a it's quite a lesson to learn, you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's so awesome. you, I'm looking at a lot of other great, uh, you know, inspiration and stuff on there. Um, what other people have done successfully and seeing throughout there. So, and again, it's going to be probably another three months before the opening. So again, is there's so much to do, but man, it's <laughs> it's an exciting thing. Um, and luckily, it's 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 spaced in a way where it's allowing me to still tackle five or six other projects at the same time and really be, you know, we talk about this all the time. You shift from one thing to another five times a day. It's whatever's, whatever's screaming the loudest, right? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly. Whatever a hundred percent. Or I try to get a little organized by like, okay, this is Tuesday. That means I'm doing this 
Friday sure. and then Wednesday's marathon, but that never works. It's yeah. always like, you know, led by the email. Though. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah, man. <laughs> I know. So I, I'm hoping, um, it's going to be an interesting holiday. I think I'm going to, I'm going to have a little bit of a break, but still too, I, I don't want to like lose the the steam when you're, when you're kind of rolling with a lot of stuff. So, yeah, man. um, I'm excited. The, the other thing I got is this really great one. It's a, it's actually an egg substitute. It's a liquid, uh, plant-based egg in a bottle, believe it or not. Interesting. Interesting. And so, man, we went through the whole naming process and everything again, another great component to be a part of what you get to do. And we just came up with the final name. They're getting it all cleared right now, but haven't tackled into the design yet, but I can't wait because it's like, there's a really great brand out there that's kind of owning the market right now. And we're yeah. going, the client wants to go head to head with them. So I'm like, oh yes, let's put on our design <laughs> gloves and, and let's get going. So I can't wait for that one as well. So nice, some, some good right variety. Here. Yeah. All right, you ready to get into trends? Ooh, Our favorite yeah. topic. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I think we can start at the top here because, like, like, why? I, you, you, why do trends happen, right? Yeah. Like, what is the origin of a trend? And I, I do think if we reduce that into its simplest form, it's like, well, trends are happening because usually you're just like, we're trying to stand out from the crowd. You're trying to do something different, right? Yep. That's sort of the linchpin into success in a lot of design, especially when you come to like packaging or branding. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it's like how that happens is an interesting question. And, and, and I think, you know, because of the Internet and our quick sharing ability, I feel like there's that underlying root causing a shift where a designer might introduce something super captivating uh, and share it. Uh, and, you know, the social sphere then is sort of picking that up by other designers through imitation, yes. or even replication. And it's just sort of spreads like a virus. I, I think the internet is, I think trends have happened, but design in particularly because it's a shared based, you know, really community. Uh, I think it, it's really the designers that are pushing trends built directly from something where it was just a guy who did something different, right? Yeah, yeah. But I think that's where it can get a little messy because when that one captivating design that a designer shares, right, and it starts getting replicated, imitated, when that design gets brought into other branding projects because some designer thought it looked cool, well, like, there's no purpose other than it looking cool. Mm -hmm. And I think when we talk about shallow designs, that's sort of the definition of, are we incorporating the style into our logo because it visually makes sense uh, to the brand or story? Or is it just because it looks cool? Because if it's a ladder you know, is that acting as a disservice to the branding client? So my point is that first designer created something, there was probably a reason. It probably made sense for the brand, right? Yes. And he just stumbled on something. He or she just stumbled on something that's like awesome. Well, the people that are just replicating that, it's like, well, what's the purpose? You're not letting that brand dictate you. So I, I just think first rule to approaching anything is like a fad or trend should never take priority over a brand. Exactly. Ever. Yeah. yeah, or or um, uh, let you jump start uh, jump over all the things that have to happen prior to that. Like I think a lot of times maybe it could be time constraint. It could be people being just completely uh, swamped with work that you tend to go to the trend thing as a quick solution to maybe one of your projects that you're working on because it yeah. just fits. Let's say. Yeah. And, and, and that's where I think it's like we've, we've probably all done it. And I think the best thing to do is being aware of when we go out there to look for inspiration and, and stuff. To me, I find that's where trends has the 
the pot, there's the positive side of it, right? Because we can now easily, thanks to how quickly spread this stuff goes on the internet and everything, capture mm-hmm. and collect and populate a great little collection of stuff to show a client and say, are we in the right zone here? Like, does sure. this work? And, yeah. and to me, I think that's, that's the one thing I will use it for primarily in, in a very positive sense because it helps me out tremendously there. But what I don't want to do, like you said earlier, is now pull, pull from one of those and let it be the the foundation for any option or concept that I come up with because it kind of goes against everything that you've we've built ourselves up to be yeah. as designers, right? Yeah, and I think honestly, if you if you find yourself thinking about pulling uh, in something that's popular at the moment, some trend, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I think asking yourself, I like try to ask myself like, three major questions with most things, especially mm-hmm. if, you know, style, something like. That's just, you know, surface level style, right? Yeah. I think one, does it make sense for the brand? Again, that's that's the fucking rule of thumb. Like, of course. Let that guide everything. Yep. And then if it does, how? I need to try to d- define that for myself because when I sell the designs to the client, I'm giving reason to everything. And it can't just be because right now this is hot. Exactly. It's, design is kind of fashion, but it's not. You know what I mean? Uh, and so... Yeah, so uh, does it make sense for the brand? If so, how? And then does it fix any particular problem? Because maybe sometimes like it can fix a problem. I think that world can live further in the UX, UI stuff. But yep. I do think it applies just generally. Like, does it fix a problem? So by addressing those three questions, I just think you can gauge, you know, a better feeling of whether or not you really want to adopt this. Yeah. And and because it's something that is useful and or because it's cool, right? Yeah. <laughs> and then do do you find a way to like I think what I would first do is maybe find my what's my spin on it what's my what's that one great little factor about the brand I'm currently working on that could be at least the seed for this brand but elements of something that I've identified could yeah. be um a way of just maybe it's a, a very cool idea of for the serif of that font. And that's a way to incorporate it into something that you're doing by hand. Or do you know, it's almost like you get to pick and choose from it because we, let's face it. I think 90% of what you see out there is literally in the, uh, just inspired by something and mo- someone puts it out there and it might not be for a project they're working on. It just might be an Instagram post because they wanted to practice something. Yeah. All right. And yeah. all of a sudden something becomes a trend faster than ever because of how fast it could be out there. And so uh, I, I'm trying to, as best as I can, to tune off of that and look at the what made that trend so unique and interesting and let that be the thing that inspires you. Yeah. Right? I, I Was it just that much of a left turn or a, a uh, 180 in design that you said, okay, let me be that, let me just be that avant-garde and do something no one's seen before. Yeah. That's a way to be inspired by a trend. You yes, I, I, and I think that is the positive side of mm-hmm. trends. Like, uh, 100%. ask why, ask why it was a trend. Ask why, and, yeah. and, and and let them inspire you. That's how it works, right? I think being inspired by something different is awesome because yeah. then you can put it through your own filter of you as the designer, and then make it yours, right? Like that's how it, the process usually works in a healthy way. Yeah. Um. It. It's. I think it's just again. It's. It's the way that we approach trends and how we talk about trends because i think very few of these lists that i'm seeing they're they're not talking about the bigger picture and they're not talking about like the importance of it because i do think and we'll get into it because we'll talk about trends coming up and what we're seeing Mm -hmm. in the market now for sure but i think 
in a way that all those are, are reflective of some sort of thing happening in the market. Like yeah. they all funnel into something, some movement that we can look at the bigger picture. Yeah. yeah. It's like, okay, it doesn't have to be specific to like, now we use this color palette. Like it's, I think it's happening as a reaction through a bigger picture. Oh yeah. But, you, I could say there's two, one brand in particular that has caused quite a, a trend was the Chobani um, sure. rebrand. And yeah. when you think about it, they they didn't do anything too revolutionary. It's a beautiful case study. It's one of my favorites of, of probably the last five years. But mm. I remember re- immediately after it, seeing the result of it being so liked and so loved that not only did you see elements show up in even competitors, but then yeah. you have your little world of clients going, hey, uh, what can we do similar to that I love the way the fruit's just kind of pastel-y and painted. Can we do mm-hmm. that? And I'm like, well, do you want to be right next to that? And yeah, Well, yeah. Following trends in the same oh, gosh. You yeah, know, it, shelf space, like, come on. I think that's detrimental. That That's that's like unbelievable. <laughs> but then just following the trend of like, look, yep. that, that probably made a lot of sense to their brand and who they are and the messaging yes. they're conveying. Yes. Like there was – the the principles of that design made sense for the brand. I, and that's where it gets a little hairy because like if you just pull something and everyone's pulling for it, like then it becomes problematic, right? Like trends by their very nature, they fade, they become overused. Yes. Yeah. You know, they're saturating this design market. And soon enough, that same design that sparked an interest of being different and fresh mm-hmm. instantly becomes stagnant and, and overused. Yeah. Sort of the antithesis of where it started. That's this weird carousel that we're all on. Like mm-hmm. nothing's going to stay the same and we're going to reuse stuff because th- that stuff that's reused went out of style long enough where now it's fresh, right? Yeah. And and let's, and so, and let's be honest, the Chibani stuff was probably pulled from like 1970s yeah. uh, hand illustration, fruit and vegetable brands that had that, that, that vibe. Now, yeah. So it it came from somewhere, but yeah. their timing, their efforts, their rationale all line up, and 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 it was a game changer in the industry. And I here they did it without really being too shockingly different. It was just so refreshingly uh, approachable and comforting. And I remember reading those key words that they wanted were very emotional, not so much like, oh, we want it to be healthy, organic. No, it was like, how is it going to make me feel? It's going to be warm and cozy. It's going to be, mm-hmm. you know, um, very homespun and all that mm-hmm. stuff. That That's where it was so damn successful. And so, yeah. like, right, it that's a great that picture opera. in your head. A- it's yogurt. That's what it delivered. Like, it gave you all those those keywords you're saying, those trigger words. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I would describe yogurt a lot like that, right? Exactly. Like, very light, fluffy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, like... Again, that makes sense to the brand. They weren't just developing a trend. They weren't on the pulse. They were just like, this is making sense for the brand. And we did it in a way that was so successful that everyone started talking about it and became a trend. Yeah. But again, we're pulling. So like when we pull things from that, what's like, well, are we not a yogurt company? Maybe our brand is like not supposed to be light or fluffy or, you know, all these things. So comfort. What are we pulling? then? We're pulling someone else's brand messaging into a brand that might not make sense. So that's where it gets... The risk is is just kind of – the risk is real, right? When you mm-hmm. blindly incorporate a trend without any strategic consideration, I, I do think you're at risk for backfiring, making it harder to stay fresh. And and because all – a lot of other designers are starting to do it too, you know, before you know it, your design looks like cliche, really outdated. And, yeah. And, and very quickly. And I think if, you know, as a freelancer, it's like my relationship with my clients – 
are everything. I, I, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to put that at risk. Yeah. Because they're not going to want to continue paying me for ineffective designs that requires a rebrand every six months, you know, or yeah. every year, yeah. whatever that is. Like, so I just think, again, it comes to that, like, how do we approach them and talk about them? Because they are reflective of something and there's good in it. But if we're just pulling stuff because some list says this is what's going to be hot next year, I, I just think that it doesn't make sense. Yeah. The flash right? in the pant kind of thing is something you it's never risky. want to shoot for and yeah. you want the longevity and you know where it's a hard battle is if you think of everything else in the arts uh music tv um fashion you know anything that uh that is that trends can be applied to as well um when anything hot comes out there's every studio will make a copycat of that thing after almost with no worry in the world like it is so you know or a great yeah. new artist comes out and now everybody is in line with that person um music same way you can you can you can i remember we had a, a trend person came in and they showed us the the pendulum swing and the way that was presented to me never ever understood it better than the idea of we we go back and forth on this pendulum swing and on both sides are either uh safe friendly comforting clean and the other side is chaotic rebellious <laughs> messy and yeah. uh dirty right and yeah and everything goes back and forth and you might be in some zone on the way to the other side right um you can look at now even like music you have billy eilish coming out of nowhere right and being yeah. this insane overnight success and some unlike anything you've ever heard and now watch the people that will follow in her footsteps and 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 this is record companies signing people yeah. to be another her like yeah. how bad is that when it comes to a trend, right? <laughs> yeah, man. I that and that's where like again, I think there is good and bad, but I just I'm super wary of them, mm -hmm. and I don't like the way that they're presented. I think it's my biggest problem. Like I, know. I hate that it's like these are the trends that are coming up, and if you don't use these as a designer, <laughs> your stuff is gonna look bad. Yeah, and it's like that's such bullshit. No, no. Oh, I can think <laughs> I'd of. I'd rather them talk about like this is the shift in design that's happening and there's there's this movement yes. you know and, and it's reflective of something bigger than these particular yeah. designs but like it, that doesn't happen like my favorite uh, is um like uh serif fonts are back and you're yeah. like well what? so what? for my contemporary <laughs> high-tech client i should go with a very you know b brushy beautiful <laughs> organic serif typeface no it's that's yeah. not how how dumb is that to hear yeah, and, and or like I, you're dumb right? if you don't need gradients. We're like, well, I do yeah. merchandise and silkscreen print shirts. Like that's not that's easy, impossible. and that's not yeah. cost affordable. Like, what are you talking about? Well, uh, I guess I'm not to... on trend then. You know? Yeah. Right. So <laughs> I, I, I think they tell a big picture, and I think they are useful. I think trends are useful. Uh, I will say that, but mm -hmm. I just don't like the feeling that they give designers. Like, you just have to start using that stuff because I think a lot of people, and myself included, like I felt snared to that all yeah. the time. Yeah. Right? Yeah, I got to look. I got to look fresh and new. But it's like, well, the problem with that is you won't in three months because everyone's looking at that same list of 10. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And no one's talking about like, I would love to hear a trend list that's like, um, be more communicative with your clients. <laughs> I know. <laughs> you know. Like, what? How, how great would that be? Or make a better process map in your business and, yeah. and with your team or whatever it is like. Why? Yeah, sometimes or, it's when it's hard. When, I hate to say it, but when it's there's a little <laughs> bit of homework involved, out the window. Yeah, I and know. Take the shortcut. Which such is life, yeah. man. That's the mm -hmm. world we live in. You know? I know. I know. 
I, I do that in so <laughs> but many other I, ways. I wish it was different <laughs> or or just I think I think people address it like we are now I think there's a reason where I didn't really ever want to do a trends list yeah uh but I also think it's important to talk about them because in a way that no one else is you know for the most part uh and so that's sort of what brought on this whole idea in the first place right it's like you yeah. and I sitting on Skype like are you seeing these trends? Like, yeah, well, I wonder what the bigger picture is because no one's really talking sure. about what they mean. Sure. And we don't know what they mean. I, I I get it. But I do think it's more fun to discuss like, well, it seems like this is the paint or the picture they're painting. Yeah. And so yeah. maybe so I, I do want to get into things that we're seeing and I do want to get into trends and I do want to get it into the way into a way that like really in, in, embodies that idea of like, sure. This is what we're seeing, and maybe we can figure out a reason why they're they're yeah. we're seeing more of them. Because I think that's the data, that's the meat of it. Yeah, if you can kind of figure out why these trends are happening. Well, I think they're a reaction to culture, society, whatever that the people are 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 engaging with, are are, are leaning more towards. Oh for yeah, a reason. Yeah, you know? yeah. I, I guess, and then a good question would be like, are they really working? Because well, yeah, uh, you know, like I, I can, I can. I wouldn't even know how to describe it, but there's one big trend I see so much of in design. Um, I don't know. Maybe it's called the, um, what's it called? It's that look of, you know, very monoline with the hands like this. And there's always a flower and mm-hmm. um, a lot of oval shaped text blocks and things like that, you know, mm-hmm. and muted soft colors, right? Yes. Yes. I see it on Instagram. I see it on dribble. A thousand times a day. Have I yeah. seen it in the real world as a brand? Like, a, yeah. not really. So, like, I, I mean, I wonder if sometimes too is it is like, are we are we um, giving these things the 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 pedestal or the the platform, the podium, <laughs> and they're really not trends or or used? You know? Oh, I mean, yeah. You've seen. I've seen. All right, this is the year for serifs and color. Mm-hmm. Like, well, that is. That's always been on there. I don't know what that means. Like it, the year of surface, it's been the year of surface for like three years. And again, it's like you said it best. Like it's situational to the brand. Like yes. I use serifs all the time when they're useful, when it fits the messaging. And when, yeah. I, when I want to convey a certain message that a font can help evoke, like that's where it doesn't matter yeah. what kind of font, sans serif, serif display, whatever it is, like none of it's going to go out of style. Yeah. It, it's, it should be reflected. Let the brand dictate what it should look like, what it makes yeah. you feel. You wouldn't, know? wouldn't that be the reaction then to now you, you nailed it by saying that it's like, no, they never went anywhere, but the conversations happen and it, it got put on a list because the year <laughs> prior, everyone was at Google and uh, Instagram yeah, yeah, yeah. when everyone went to, you know, a, a Futura lowercase font. Yeah. Yes. Okay. The big wigs did the biggest companies in the world did, but that yeah. didn't count up the 400,000 other brands that were still beautifully no, using. Google's not font. my client. I mean, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like maybe yeah. if they were, I'd be thinking differently, but like, yeah. I don't have Google as a client. So that's uh, a weird, that's a weird one <laughs> to even think about because it's like, Yes, I understand. I was the first one to be like, thank God, some, you know, someone used a serif font and, and it was in a big, big <laughs> spotlight, you know, yeah. and, and, and I, that made me feel better. But I'm not going to, I never thought it was not a trend or, yeah. or it was something off for a while because, you know, <laughs> right? It's just, there's a lot of cloud put on this stuff. And mm-hmm. Again, I think that's where 
the, the problems happen. But I do think we can take that. That mindset is, I think, the mindset to go into when you talk about trends. Yes. Yeah. And try to dissect why they're happening. Because yep. I think that's more interesting. So maybe yeah. that's what we'll yeah, oh, dig into go. this too. Because when it comes to trying to predict trends, I think there's a pattern from where we are now and how we're reacting to past trends that become stale, right? So yep. like, they're just major shifts. And I think that's where we can talk about uh, these trends that we're seeing. And so I am curious, uh, you know, let's, let's just nail out a couple, some, some big ones. Cause I do think with what I'm seeing, mm-hmm. there is an overarching theme and shift happening with trends that really are affecting my, my, my little lens of yes. graphic design, illustration, you know, lettering stuff. Okay. So let's, let's talk about that. And I, I'll kick off if you want. Sure. The first one I'm seeing is I, I, I just think, more illustration and artistic input injection into design as a whole. True, right? Like it. it uh, I just think we're we're pulling back from the minimalism to net to uh, into more illustrative driven design. Yes, right. We're seeing more realism injected into common work, more freehand stuff, more mm-hmm. isometric layouts, vintage characters, hand letters. You know, whatever it is. Like we're seeing more embellished compositions and and flourishes and ornate like. I just think we're seeing that pivot from extreme flat minimalism and we're stepping out from perfect geometric builds, right? Like I built something out of only perfect shapes, right? Yeah. And using like two colors. I think we're just stepping out in favor of more realism, authentic illustration in some form. It doesn't have to be like huge, right? But even small little injections I'm, I'm, I'm seeing, it's just less simple, clean more real. I yep. think that's big. I think that's happening throughout. And that's a swing uh, from, like you said, the years of the minimal, clean, yeah, flat, the reaction. when flat design became such a huge trend. Or like, how simple can I make this? It, Remember, yeah. like, that's kind of what it was. Like, can I boil this down into the, its most simple core, yep. which is fun. And I loved it. Oh, I, yeah. It was fun. And let's be but, honest, the, 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 what drove that was screens and, and our attention going to yeah. smaller screens, having to be have more clarity and the yep. brand could had to get rid of its drop shadows and its gradations and its ornateness to stand to work. But yeah. then you say, okay, well, screens have gotten better. The resolution has gotten better. Um, the soul was lost from these companies. There was no personality. How do you yeah. do it? it you, felt you, you, you sterile. Get, yeah. So you inject yeah. it with this stuff. So Some that was the stuff. reason why. So yeah. if you if you if you use that as a trend and say we're putting life and DNA back into branding, it's only because it really, it left for a while, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And not, I, I not think that's widespread, the biggest proponent, right? But, it's because yeah. it's the reaction. And I think trends and just society, that's how we work. Like mm-hmm. something happens and we all react to it and then the change happens. That's oh, yeah. how things take place. I also think what is kind of influencing it too, and this is just my own little world that I live in, but sure. like Procreate has become a tool of choice for like many designers. Totally. Tablets are now super accessible. You don't need a you know a three thousand dollar Wacom tablet. Like you can get a nice iPad or something, right? You can get it's more accessible to designers, and so that offers more like true hand drawn delivery. Yes, I think we're just people are doing it more. Yep, and therefore we're just it's 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 taking place because designers are one. I think in myself included, like I'm getting excited that that's coming back. I, mean, yep. I got excited to like dust off the the hand and try to draw a little bit more because for the while like that was not effective, and ultimately it was hard to get work as an illustrator. Like you know what I mean? Of course, you, and you, it's still hard. Any yeah, illustrator knows it's yeah. so goddamn hard. But like, I think it's kind of exciting where I think designers are pushing this a little 
a, a little more. I, I one, yes, it's still a reaction to everything, but I think we have this other influence of just like, well, we have it's more accessible. Like people can do it more easily. Yeah, and it's kind of awesome. It, I mean, it's I'm almost like the it, perfect man. storm of all those things. Have, yeah, have led this to be something very rising. You know. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I, I think in, and that's a very broad stroke, which I think a lot of my trends will probably be. I, think that's I, the I best don't want to get. Yeah. yeah. Cause like, I, I, I was trying to think of and nitpick into the smallest of them, but I think yeah. sometimes they're bigger picture things and they're, and a lot of them could be, could be bundled up together and considered a, an overall name of a trend rather than look at the individuals. I, I would say my first one would have to be the, the, the trend of how, of color use, just color in yes. general and I mean, the color. shift. And the shift in more earthy tones and things that are like, I, I'm looking just even at Spotify and looking at album covers. Mm-hmm. And you can see, you can almost go in by the decades and the years and see trends right there and what where the shifts were. And there's a few that have just been released that I'm looking at and I kind of laugh and I go, my God, they're, they're almost influenced by what happened with going back to <laughs> Chobani and others, all these other brands that got earthy and found these beautiful serif fonts that were not being used. And now, guess what? Because they took a break, they're back and they look fresh. And they, yep. if they, again, if they follow why, if they're there for the right reasons, it really, really works. And so you see these colors, you see these, I love them. And I've, I've been really experimenting with those on a particular new project because it works. They not only did we talk about it from the very beginning, but he, we looked at the competitors in this guy's market and everything is very, very bright and tech and um, almost the Instagram look with those bright color gradients, right? Uh So we're like no gradients and we're gonna go to these earthy things that we sampled directly from materials being used in the store. So. Right, so there's a meaning behind it. There'll be harmony and everything, but yeah, you might be able to consider that uh, a trend at this point, right? <laughs> I I, mm-hmm. I think colors. It's so again, I love it because it's broad and there's so many touch points. Because like I, I'm 100% seeing everything that you're seeing, right? Like yep. that that seems to be a huge shift, and also just injecting more color into stuff, right? Yeah, the right. color palettes are getting bit a little bit bigger. Maybe it's like four colors instead of like yeah. two or three. Yeah, and, and 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 I think that's also a reaction of like, well, we were on a trend for like really muted you know, clean colors for a long time. And we're just seeing that disruption, but I'm also noticing it in, 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 in photography, you know, and, and, and how that's used in websites. Oh, Cause yeah. I think it, it's, it's where the muted stuff was really happening was like, you know, where before you, you, you would add some type or a logo over a photo photo. And the way around that was everyone would just throw a dark overlay over a photo and then put like their logo on top of it. And that was everywhere. Yeah, of course. But now the dribble. I think that was because the dribble look for a while. There. Exactly. <laughs> right. And, and and every web page, that mm-hmm. landing page was all the same. But now where because color, brighter colors, more interesting palettes are becoming more preferred, we're seeing people have to like really work on their photography and design. Where it's like maybe that website now it's like okay, I can't put an overlay on this. I want these colors to be there. Well, how do you put something, you know, how do you put white text over something that might be really light? What's well, like, you got to compose that f- photo differently. Yep. And I'm seeing like the rule of thirds and websites now is huge where it's like, if it's if it's like a bottle of wine or whatever, you know, it's going to be in that 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 left third. And then on the right third, they might put the the wording. They're going to find the space to put to put the uh, uh, information they need on the photo. Yeah. But they won't do it by just simply 
putting an overlay over it. So the text, you, you know, they're building the scene around that in mind. So like, and I'm doing it now where it's, you know, I'm working on a couple of websites and it's like, okay, I want to have photography, obviously, but I don't want to put overlays anywhere. I want yeah. color to be influenced. And so now when I shoot something, I'm thinking about, okay, where's that logo going to go? Or like, where is that title, you know, going to go Yeah, in the photo? Yeah. And I got to find like, maybe it's, I'm shooting that one on the left side and then I got to make whatever's on the right. It's like, well, it's got to be a blank single color that I can use contrast naturally. Gotcha, yeah. It's yeah. super fun. And and I love that. And now mm -hmm. I'm seeing like any of the overlay stuff, I'm like, this feels dated because it was a huge trend, right? Yeah. And color is now more prominent. I, I think that's, I love it. I mean, yeah. that, that's huge. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What's your next one? Actually, I was just thinking color in anyway, <laughs> and I have one that it, I feel like it's its own trend, but it falls under color where it's, it's images in, in space, right? Where mm -hmm. you have an item and I'm seeing it, it. This lives really in the world of of like product, you know, advertising. Yes. Like even at Starbucks or somewhere, like they are, you know, you're, you're putting an image of a whatever, a mocha and it's. Or whatever the, the product is on top of just like a clean color. That's it. Oh, yes. Uh, it's, it's everywhere. It's right? beautifully done right now at Starbucks. It's, I know exactly what you're talking about. It's super effective where it was just like, I mean, the trend was like you do it against white or something. I get it. But now mm -hmm. it's like color is so prevalent where it's like you're it's it's really bright and really bold. And it does. It's really effective. I mean, it, it gives you that sense of emotion because I think color is really effective into giving you, you know, certain emotions. Yeah. And it's also clean enough where you see the product instantly. Uh, and you, I, I love it. I, yeah. I, that to me, like I'm a sucker for that. It's been really effective. And I'm also just seeing it and just, I mean, pa packaging you know, I a photography. lot. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I mean, if, if it's food based like, or whatever too, I think there's yeah. a, there's a really great, um, snack mix. I can't remember the name. Well, you know, bear, uh, dried yeah. fruits, they uh -huh. do it all on that black, black chalk and mm -hmm. the, the food's right there touchy like surrounded by black and then there was another nut company that does it same idea with all of the ingredients that are in the bag are kind of in an in one of those jordan wilson freezed <laughs> motion yeah 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 pictures and there's this <laughs> slate blue as the background and it's just this what a what a attention him. grabber and so like mm -hmm. so i guess that's the question why is it working right like yeah. you just said it's the feeling you get from it it might be nostalgic it might be to me it looks it actually turns it very premium too. So if it's a, yeah, it's, if it's, it's a brand like Starbucks that is not really, you know, it's not, it, it's affordable luxury, right? It's like this, mm -hmm. you go in there for two bucks and get your coffee. But if it can promote this very luxurious, rich vibe, yeah. imagine what that's doing <laughs> to the consumer. Yeah, I, it, it's true, man. It's super effective. So that's something I'm seeing more and more. Mm -hmm. I mean, even outside of design, like again, I do a lot of product photography and, yes. and you know, things like that. But I'm seeing it everywhere there, and it's. I think it's really effective. Yeah, and I think it's just a reaction from where we are. Yeah, you know, it'll it'll go to style again, but right of now course. I really like that that sort of uh, shift. Yeah, I'm into it. Yeah, I, I, I would. Um, I would say the one other one I know of, and and this is another one that's probably gone in and out of being in of a, in a trend and out, but I <laughs> I think it goes back to um, minimalist going into this dynamic change of design for mm. the attention because minimal and flat just fell asleep, but I, I, I know how to, I, I wrote it down. I called it shockingly drastic difference. Like that's so funny. I have one that's called abstract disruption. I think that they're going to be the same. <laughs> so I'm, I'm going to go with the best way to say it is like you have this muted rose color and then there's this neon highlighter yellow. 
Oh, okay, okay, I got you. It's so it's like that, or it's just it's going from a very thick, broad thing to a very thin thing. It's going to Mm -hmm. a very muted thing. It's high contrast. So it's it's literally high contrast. Yeah, like any and and in in anything you in weight in color in vibe and theme. uh, It's the clashing of two things that kind of like don't belong, right? Mm -hmm. So it's that opposites attract thing, Uh, Mm -hmm. and the way you can bring that into. Like you can look at, there was this great vibe. I can't remember what it was called. It started in fashion and it was this idea. It is almost just considered what a lazy celebrity is. They would put on yellow sneakers with green sweatpants and a, um, and a, a, a woven top with fish on it. Like, and it was, it had a name. I can't remember what it was, but they were saying like that was actually getting seen in design and in art and in um, all these different other medias mediums because yeah. it was like it, it was just rebellious it was like yeah. put things together that would never work and guess what it works yeah i mean that kind of stuff again uh-huh. and i think that's that's the perfect like i think that trend is happening because it's a direct reaction that is a disruption which is their disruptions are effective but what's the sustenance and other than disrupting right but maybe it's color maybe color is like well color palettes are fucking getting crazy weird right now which i'm into yes so maybe like that bleeds into it but yeah that's sort of like when i i mentioned abstract uh disruption which i think ties a little into everything that i've been talking about anyway especially illustration where you know in uh, they're leaning into the world of abstract um i think that's increasing you know we have things like flowing shapes yes and we have lines and injected color palettes weird patterns very dreamy compositions yeah uh, and we're seeing in designers just embrace more imag- imaginative designs to help, I think, stand out from the world of simplicity. And so I think this trend is especially effective when you talk about anything abstract, right? Like you can have like a simple clean word with like weird shapes floating around, maybe some motion in there and it just feels different. But I think abstract is interesting because you can really pair well with other designs. You can bring yeah. in color palettes and three-dimensional stuff, I think, is happening more and more. Same with gradients or heavy-weighted fonts, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I think you can incorporate a lot into this this sort of take on disrupting uh, this sort of, like, it's not, you, you mentioned, like, maybe, like, a punk rock aesthetic. Like, it's just yeah. it's breaking rules, yeah. which I'm into. It, I, uh, I found what it was. It was called Scumbro. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. And it, it's a name of a complete... <laughs> design trend that is cultivating as unfashionable poorly and and poorly put together so yeah. it's this idea of <laughs> things that shouldn't go together do yeah and yeah. and again like crazy thing looking at how uh, spotify did their top songs of 2019 they did this fuchsia color with this neon almost highlighter yellow as the mm-hmm. year and mm-hmm. think of how attention grabbing they have to get when you sign on to your next time on spotify for everybody who's seen their 2019 list right um how, to get it's like hey guys it's here like th- this yeah. had to grab your attention yeah yeah and i and, and i think and this worked. sort of falls in that same category you're like right? you're you're Adding something to another thing that they shouldn't have mixed, but now they do because no one's doing it. Mm-hmm. And that's working. And so, like, again, you can add colorful shapes and patterns around a very simple, clean mark. Exactly. That, versus just before, I think it was just like a simple, clean mark. I don't want to add anything to this. Mm-hmm. This is great. Um, but I think it freshens it up, makes it more approachable, makes it more interesting, yeah. right? Like, you're, it's interesting. It's engaging. Whether yeah. or not it, you know, follows fundamentals, like, at least it's getting talked about and it's, you know, changing the way we're discussing stuff. So 
I think it can also just, I think it's adding, especially when you talk about abstract in design, like it's adding that, that feeling of movement, which I think is kind of leading to another trend with motion, right? Like, of course. I, but I do feel like this, this feeling of motion and energy, this kinetic energy we're adding to these designs is becoming more and more, uh, uh, I guess, trending, more and more relevant. Yeah. Yeah. And I think motion is a big one. I mean, it's, it, I think the use of movement is, is becoming increasingly popular. I think any designer that can start to learn, you know, uh, 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 animation and motion is going to be, that's going to be great. I yep. think you can get a ton of work that way. I'm jealous and I, I, I want to learn. But yeah. It's just, it's so hard. Uh, but I just think, yeah, animations and motion design, this isn't, I, I don't think a new trend, but I think it's just, it's a driving force and change that's coming. It's and what, I think yeah. Techno- yeah. And I think, I do think like technology is sort of the key role here uh, because I do think like things are opening up a little more and becoming more accessible to using motion in graphic design. Oh, yeah. Um, you know what I mean? Like Even in like, X, you know, a lot of my students have been using XD to yeah. take their, not even to build an app, in, but to build their presentation with animation and motion. Yeah. And, and it's such a, it's, I, it's literally like motion for dummies. I mean, you, yeah. there's no manual, there's nothing. They're figuring it all out. And when I yeah. saw even just the tiniest little animation that it adds to the logo and he, he made a logo go in from full to medium to small and the very smallest of awesome. responsive, yep. all in this beautifully fluid motion. And the class kind of freaked out and was like, where, how, how would you do this? Like, uh, and everyone downloaded XD that like that minute to just give it a shot. So again, you tools, hundred yep. percent, those are the guiding way of finding out how to do these things, how to get them done. And anything that is that in that trend zone, uh, yeah. or something that's inspiring you to do something new. I think yeah. that's, that's it's, the most kind of takeaway, you know? Yeah, man. I'm getting yeah. And, and, and any movement, anything is just super, it's going to catch the eye. Mm-hmm. Right? And the more and more, uh, and again, Techn- uh, technology, the advancement of it, like, well, more and more things are just becoming a screen, and it's more and more, it's, it's getting easier to put videos. It's on not on paper. Screen. Yeah, you're exactly. right. Yeah. And so, like, <laughs> you can make anything uh, come alive now, and I think that's only going to increase more and more, right? Have you seen so think- um, Facebook has that now, where I think they did it in a way where to slow you down scrolling and to ke- make sure you're looking at all, everything in your feed, it can take a photo and almost as you scroll, the photo actually oh, has a little bit, yeah. it adds like that artificial movement to it. Um, yeah. So if it's like a person with mountains in the background, as you scroll, the person and the mountain kind of shift a little bit. Yeah. And, and it caught my eye because I, I, I kind of just went on there to catch a message and I saw it. Then I, I, we, were, we had a great session with some folks with, from Adobe the other day, and they showed us how if you take these two um, things in both Dimension and both uh, Adobe Arrow now, you can send these two pictures, one slightly the background and one's the yep. foreground. And if you load both of those into Facebook as a post, it knows how to read it and it will make one of those movement <laughs> ones yeah. based on what you're doing. So yeah. what a, I mean... just like you said at the beginning, why do these trends happen? For some reason, a still photo is just not enough anymore. And it's got to have a little movement and, or a sparkle. And that's why cinemagraphs, it's it's doable, right? All these things have become trendy because like we have to stop people in their tracks a little bit harder, you know? (laughs) Yeah, dude. That's what it's all about, right? How can you stand out? And any trend is like, it's just trying to help you do that. Yep. Um, 
I have a couple more, but I, they still, again, they're, they're following the same theme where it's, sure. I have a I, typography, I think is mm-hmm. big yep. and I, I, I want to get into, and we will get into a little bit uh, of this in a, in a little bit, but like, I think artistic typography is what I'm seeing push a little bit more oh, into the, right. the font choices mm-hmm. where it's. That's and, and again, I, I'm pulling back from like the big picture stuff, like giant companies. I just think like they're on a different trajectory because I do think like I'm seeing you're seeing it everywhere. It's, you're right, it's the same you're fucking right. font on everyone's stuff. I don't know if that's a really that's a great thumb no. on the market. I'm not convinced because I think they look bad. But what I'm seeing more and more just unearthed in like my little lens is is like, you know, we're we're in an era of just we're in the golden era of fonts. You know, know what I mean? Like especially with type kit never, now, dude. Oh my, and, that's and my point. Being like, able to do it by yourself and they've never been more available to us designers. Fun yeah. fonts, I think, and you said it best. Like I think that things like Adobe Typekit and Google fonts have really helped open up that full Rolodex, right? And it's giving us designers, just like Procreate was with Illustration, like, I think it's just giving designers more tools to explore and use fonts that they probably wouldn't have been able to before. Totally. And so we're seeing it more. We're seeing, like, way more, uh, like, expressive, interesting, you know, engaging font choices. Yeah. Just because they're, you know, they they are, again, available. It's almost like we have the license to now, in addition to all the tools and things you just mentioned, going back to that other thing and flat design and everything, everyone going to this... Uh, default, like all of a sudden now it's almost like, hey guys, it's it's okay to explore and maybe even yeah. create your own font. <laughs> yeah. Well, and that's the other part too. I think we're seeing these really, I mean, fonts are getting crazy and I love it, right? I, I'm a yes. huge proponent of just like display expressive font choices. Oh yeah, yeah. It's so fun. And you have apps like 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 a, a font self, which mm-hmm. we can get into that more. We'll talk it about is, it later. But essentially, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, you know, I just think like software is becoming again technology is shifting alongside and opening up software to make these things like motion or building a font, your own font, more accessible to designers who maybe aren't experts in that field, but they're creative individuals, you know. Totally. And so like, you give a designer who's a great illustrator and see what like try to make a like make me an alphabet. It's gonna look crazy, and I love that. And so we're seeing that now, in 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 font choices. It's okay and, to and, to experiment, and it's like a playground, yeah, right? Yeah, it shouldn't yeah. it doesn't have to be perfect. And, and now designers like they're able to sell fonts, you know, yep. and like they're it, or add them to like Adobe Typekit or, or whatever it is, or, or these online marketplaces. So there's just so many, and I I think I love it. I love going font hunting because now that there's so many, it's like I can find ones that maybe aren't always overused right yeah 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 i, I love they, finding they can those really ones. dial into like what's the brand mm-hmm. what what emotion are we trying to evoke with you know our font choices yeah and you can really you can get real specific because there's a font out there for everything i love finding ones that are i can't even find them but they show up somewhere on a mood board or they show up on some old thing that i found <laughs> and you're like man i love that it, i can't find this font so let me be inspired by it and see what i can do on okay. my own with it. Oh, yeah. You know? And that that's exciting. That's really, really exciting. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you got any more? I, you know, <laughs> you can, again, like you said, I think we covered him because of just the overall, like, umbrella of type, color, dynamics, things like layout and stuff. So, like, the other things, I almost feel like they might not even be worth saying because they could be more, so much more of the moment and maybe not yeah. so... But those those big ones, and if you really do look at a lot of these lists that you're going to start seeing in the next few weeks, 
um, I say just re- do it with, read it with a bit of like, you know, ask why, right? What's the bigger picture on this one? It might be a very in the detail or in the weeds kind of trend, but look mm-hmm. at the bigger picture of it and then go, wh- why is it working? And then, mm-hmm. then put it in your back pocket to be like, well, if I need to do something that that does, there's some inspiration. Like hundred percent. That's a, that might be the great new rule or law that should just, yeah, exactly. I just, you know, again, the reason I wanted to talk about this is because I just think there's a way to, to discuss trends and, and not enough people are doing it. I think designers get it. Like when we talk to each other, oh, like, yeah. we're kind of all doing the same thing, but, but I, I think it, it just leaves room for, for risk without addressing that exactly. kind of stuff. And I also, again, what we mentioned before, and maybe we can get into it now. It's like, why are all these shifts happening why are these because there's a theme i think throughout everything that we've talked about as broad as they may be to as detailed as they can be i think there's like one sort of movement happening and for me if there's one word or uh, to umbrella at all like one word to define this current shift yeah uh sort of lump everything together i think i think that idea would be like authentic authentic right like we're trying to make things more authentic in a world where it feels like that's not available anymore we're always getting sold. Everything's an ad. You know, you find your favorite people to watch on Instagram and they're selling stuff. Great. I love it. Like everyone should make their money, but like nothing feels genuine. Yes. Nothing feels authentic. Yep. That can go to politics, to the climate and the culture that we live in in this country. Like it just feels like it's hard to find humanity. Yeah. In, you know, in a world of robots, in a world of just like, yeah. you know, we're glued to our phones. Our phones are the best friends. And like, I can preach about that shit all day and I am injected into exactly. the shit. Exactly. Exactly. Like, I do think that all these things we're talking about, you know, your illustrations, your realistic hand letterings, your disruptions, your it's the common color thread, choices, right? you know, adding more movement, mm-hmm. more realism to something stagnant. I think they're all a reflection and a reaction to get more authentic engagement or, with other people. Yeah, less tech. It's that bounce back from what we've experienced over the last five to 10 years, right? Yeah. And it's almost like, it, it's no wonder television and things that are making you stay home and watch TV and be, it's those little things that are like, wow, we can, we, we did this before we could do it again. Right. We can yeah. have a bit of a, I always say too, like when we're putting presentations together, adding those little human elements that I, I always say like the, that human touch stuff, even in backgrounds and stuff that can almost fall under this kind of design trend. Cause it's like, where is the human touch to these things? Where is the authentic authenticity? You know, yeah. who is that? Who's the user? Like show them, like, don't just do the most minimal, like flat crap. It's not, <laughs> well, you know, right. It's that's the next chapter, right? I like I just think we're pulling we'll away from, we'll go back. Po- we will definitely go back. But yeah. right now we're pulling away from that polished perfection mm-hmm. in favor of like, veritable honesty again yeah we're in a world that's just run by like ads and algorithms and you especially like this next generation of people i think they're really driving like the seek for like real authentic brands and, True. and stories True. like and that's how i shop now right yeah like, i'm looking for brands that like you are genuine you're authentic you have an interesting story mm-hmm. and i think the backlash against you know your insta perfection in this like weird unstable political climate is shifting the way we consume and the way we're engaging. 100%. And I think graphic design as it's always been is, is a reflection of that. It's on the pulse because it's just how we're, it, it, it's reflecting on how we're engaging. Yeah. And right now, 
I just that that sense of humanity is 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 crucial, and yeah. I like I really love it. It's making yeah. things less perfect, uh, disturbing the grid, right? Yep. And 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 I think just for more impactful, true realism. Well, and and the, but there's certain people that can't play that game because they're too big, and when the big companies mm-hmm. disguise themselves as craft or as you know um, handmade yeah. and all this other stuff, it comes off so fake. Well, they're the ones right? driving the thing. It's like it's it's because I feel like everything's disguised as something else. I know, Beards especially. Yeah, I mean, I live, we live in that world where, it's yeah, like, you know, you're able to just say and do whatever you want, but it's not true. And then you're just trying to get my information and my money, and my attention. Mm-hmm. It's like I want to find things that are like. And this is where I think if we look at like the broad strokes, uh, and where we really pull back, like outside of just aesthetic, I think if I'm going to make a prediction, it's it's the shift to causality mm-hmm. will be the driver of change when Correct. we're talking about brands that embrace new perspectives on on gender and sexuality and action and you sustainability or any cause-based branding like that's going to be the forefront of the future and i think graphic design is going to reflect that movement in some oh, form yeah. stylistically but like if we're looking at the bigger picture of how we're consuming it, it's that sort it's of the stuff cause related 100 really yeah. because i think that next generation is going to be uh, demanding it in a certain way yeah. um I, and once and once people kind of exit the, the at the end of this cycle let's yeah. call it they're they they're not consumers anymore so then they're not demanding this but what will is the new rush of people that do want that's going to make the difference of where they put their money and spend it obviously the product still got to be great and yeah. still got to be good, but yeah. kind of going where it's at now is so interesting where I love seeing a brand that will embrace something great about giving back or some proceeds right on their packaging or label, tell you where it's going to go. Yeah. Yeah. And then it's a great product. Hey, if it's a buck more or whatever it is, that's on my, sh- that's on, that's in my kitchen Yeah, 10 times faster than anything else. I just the other day I defaulted and got a very well-known brand instead of the small boutique brand that I buy that's much more mom and pop. And yeah. I threw the stuff out the minute I tried it because I was like, I, I, I went off that and here's this company trying to be so crafty and earthy <laughs> and with handmade fonts and, and, and everything, nothing's changed on the inside. So yeah. the authenticity has to be from the DNA of the product the the brand and then the yeah. packaging and that you know which and is the, important to touch right? on because I think trend lists are really geared towards just like design the skin. And, and 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 packaging the, right? skin. the skin but it's like well what I've about seen inside? many designers like ourselves listening it's like well we help develop brands too mm-hmm. and how do you build a logo you develop with behind a brand so like that forefront that thinking is, is crucial again yeah. when you, when you're talking about developing anything or, or or you know approaching brands it's like I want to come across authentic and yeah genuine. And, yeah and causality is i think gonna be the like you said the, the biggest proponent of change and i think that's not going to go anywhere i think that's only going to there's you heard, you heard it here first man <laughs> i love it no yeah you you couldn't be more on the money with that i think that <clears throat> that's going to be that's the only thing that hasn't been I, I guess it hasn't gone to the spotlight just yet and it's slowly moving into it because it, mm. it, it is a shift it's going to take a while but when it's, I it's see it's a generational shift too. Exactly. It's like the younger generation, that's what they care about. And they're mm-hmm. gonna be the ones to influence really everything. You're right. That's kind of how it works. 
Look at how it's done it to the political scene. And have have you seen, uh, uh, we'll try to put it in the show notes, but uh, I think Brand New did a fantastic look at all of the campaigns for when it was like 16 different people going for the Democratic um, presidential uh, uh, nominee. This was the first time they compared it to everything else prior. It wasn't the typical red, white, and blue. Yeah. In fact, they almost had to steer away from it because – the other guy kind of owns that and it's not looked at the same way anymore. Right. So Mm -hmm. all of a sudden these candidates were trying the most interesting color combinations and, and this, like they knew exactly who they were speaking to and really an amazing case study to show what a shift they made. You can look at campaigns from like the twenties all the way up and it's like (laughs) all the way up to like where Obama's kind of got a little, a little more artistic and a little more like design forward. Right. Yeah. Oh, and then after that, the red, white, and blue thing kind of stops, and this whole new language kind of comes into play. If that's yeah. not a, a kind of a you know great capture of sign of times when it comes to trends, wow, it's yeah. it's phenomenal. Yeah, man. So I think that's a really good way to wrap everything up. And I perfect. Think, you know, if you made it this far, like the takeaway should be think about things yeah. before you just read a list of trends mm-hmm. try to figure out what they mean to you what you're saying through your lens because again i don't think there's just one route i don't think there's any one reason why these things are, are taking place yeah and i think you can look at them and get inspired and try to figure out the you know the reason behind everything and why you want to pull something in mm-hmm. if, if it's going to be you know, again, those those three questions I asked, which I already forgot, but like, you know, is it important to the brand? How sure. so? And, and is it is it is it making uh, uh, why was it, is success- it fixing a problem? And right? why why was it successful? You know, what did yeah. what did it achieve at the time? Yeah. And how can you be inspired by that? Not just pulling from it and and duplicating it. Which I think overall is a way more interesting and helpful conversation Mm -hmm. than a list of 10 trends that you find on a blog. There you go. This is where the little (laughs) star goes across the screen and it goes, the more you know (laughs) from Jordan and Nick. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, we're going to end our pit stops with a little, what are we into? What are we using? What do we want to share with our listeners? I love it. What do you got? Well, yeah, man, I I like ending it with this because, you know, the holidays... (laughs) everyone's looking for those last minute gifts and like honestly yeah. i think and I've, I've i've been on this for a while yeah but i don't talk about it a lot but i'm seeing it more and more like there's an app it's software that's for adobe illustrator so anyone listening who knows adobe illustrator who maybe wants to make a font uh there's an app called font self and it's fucking awesome yeah <laughs> i think even if like you don't know how to make a font or maybe you're not interested or whatever like it's it's you it's so easy and it's so effective and they are i mean the first one was a little rough because they wouldn't let you like kern or do anything like that but now it's had like i don't know 15 updates and it's solid i recommend and it's not that expensive i i, I think it's like 49 bucks. bucks 49 49 dollars one time and fee. you can make one time fee exactly it's not subscription and that's like, that's illustrator hallelujah. that's illustrator, that's illustrator only illustrator. So you can yeah. do the Illustrator. I don't have the Photoshop one. Uh, I guess you probably could. That's Yeah, when I we met them at But Max. I want to work in Vector. We met the guys at Max. And oh, nice. um, he was right across from our booth. And he was saying how, so you need that for the, um, you obviously you have your, your vector fonts that you can do. Yeah, they're doing like color fonts and the stuff. The bitmapped vector fonts, uh, especially if you're going to do something that's like very brush strokey or yeah. more tonal. Um, yeah. So the, the bundle with that is 79. But the Illustrator Which alone is, is four, 
amazing. Yes. Right. Like I'm trying to think like other, uh, they want subscription programs. ones, right? Yeah. Or, or they're just monthly. like, they, yeah, they've gone to monthly yeah. for or they're like, they're like 600 bucks, which I don't know. Like I, I approach it. Like I like doing hand lettering stuff and I really love fonts. Uh, but I don't want to spend that much money on a program where it's something I would just use personally. But now fonts is like, I've made fonts. I sell fonts. And I use it all the time, especially for like larger projects with companies, like a service I can yeah. develop. It's like I can create you guys your corporate font. We don't have to use anything else out there. Yep. We'll develop something that's totally unique to you. And again, I live in Illustrator for the most part. Same. So just having a third party app, it's in Illustrator. It's not another app. You just go to your, it's, yeah, your, it's a plug your workstations, exactly, your extensions. And it just opens up in Illustrator and you just drag and drop your letters into it and it makes a font. And then you can dial in all the details, but like every designer I think should get it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's awesome. It's also one of those. And I, it's also one of those, like, it's such a, a secret weapon. Sometimes you don't want to share it. <laughs> oh, I, yeah, I know. I didn't say anything for a long time. Well, when I was figuring it out too, but like, now I'm like, dude, designers are making dope fonts and I want them all. I know. And I think if we just give them the tools like that, we're just going to, it's good for everyone. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, so that would be my, like, if you're looking for a good gift, nice or you want to gift yourself like that's definitely check it out yeah i i, I promise it, it is worth 50 dollars, which is crazy oh my gosh i know i always <laughs> say when when you do something like this just add 50 bucks to the next invoice you make <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and and say yeah. thank you client <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> no this, exactly right it, it's worth it and the i mean those guys are great it, it's a small little company uh but they're always readily available like i had some issues in the beginning and like you could just literally email them and they get back to you in like a minute. It's just like a couple guys and they're awesome. That's fantastic, uh, dude. Yeah. Love that. So I would say get in now. I, I would imagine that this probably won't be as cheap for long because it's becoming more and more popular. But that, that $49 is yeah. crazy. It's irresponsible not to. Oh, and they, to look at that. It's a little cheaper for me because there's a student teacher discount. <laughs> well, and also, I think they're really pushing it. And I'm seeing I don't have one. But you can find, I'm sure if you find like a lettering artist or something, I've seen like 10%, 20% discounts all over Instagram. Yeah. So maybe keep an eye out. There you go. But still, yeah. you're right. I, I mean, 50 bucks, come on. That's, yeah. you know, you can spend that on yeah. a round of drinks somewhere. So um, Exactly. And then you can sell fonts and then make it back in. Yeah. He had mentioned too, I think 10 of the top downloaded and purchased fonts on Creative Market are made with this app. Yeah, man. It's giving, again, it's giving mm -hmm. designers a tool to do something creative. And exactly. I think that is, I think that's awesome. Get on the bandwagon now, man. Yeah, man. Speaking of right, getting on the, What's speaking of gift? getting on the bandwagon and mine's free because technically most of our listeners probably already have it. Um, get onto your creative cloud and download Adobe dimension immediately. And uh, also as a companion to it, uh, Adobe arrow on your phone. Um, they work in, I haven't used arrow. They work in complete sync with each other. But more importantly on Dimension, the, the biggest trend right now with young designers is obviously making a great portfolio, putting together application shots of the branding you did. You have to build a story. You can't just put project next, project next, project next. Case studies are really right? what give you And, and instead of going out and buying all of these, um, and there's some beautiful mock-ups out there, and I use a lot of them too, but you're going to look <laughs> like everybody else because everyone else is buying even the free ones or the, the purchase ones. On Dimension, you can literally build 
all new assets for your case study for anything you're doing. And in fact, if you, let's say you just did a great logo for a company, but you didn't do any application and you want to show it in your, in your, in your case study, you can get on there. You can make about 12 different things, all from free models that are in the starter. The starter kit has like 200 models. And then I've been finding all of these great things like Google poly, which is a free 3d software, um, uh, library. It's literally, you can find a lemon wedge and download it as an object and bring it into dimension. And now you, yes, we'll link that in the show notes. Exactly. I want to actually want to find sure. And then there's, (laughs) and then there's, we did it, uh, uh, this great session, uh, with Adobe in my class the other day on dimension. I didn't even realize how easy it was to make a 3d model. So let's say you have a, a particular shape bottle or something unique. Um, all you have to do is make the, the half line uh, kind of silhouette of it yeah. and you can build it in in illustrator drop it in make a 3d object and put a skin to it and whatever you want but regardless i'm building some of the funnest things i've ever done i'm putting packaging it's floating it looks like you're tr- i'm trying to do all of them in a in the same style where they're almost like being like it was almost like someone kind of pulled the rug out and everything's in like midair and kind of in yeah. a stop motion i'm surrounding it by confetti and splash or appropriate kind of elements Adding some uh movement exactly yeah. <laughs> oh look at me i'm so on trend i might even put a serif font in there yeah, we'll exactly. see. but uh um and be disruptive but <laughs> um yeah. i'm telling you it is so much fun and uh they are constantly adding to it there's so many great things but the arrow component means anything you make on there let's say so um a good friend of mine i forget who it was someone did it on Instagram the other day. And I'm like, brilliant idea. He had his beer can that design that he had done, um, all done in dimension. You keep it in your creative cloud library. He was at a store, cleared a shelf oh, shit. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, with yeah. arrow filmed that shelf and he can place his can right next to the competitor and, and you can move around and you can film that clip as you're moving in perspective, share it with the client and be like, look how we stack up amongst the competition or whatever it is. So, Dude, this this is like game changer. And and when I see students like using it and I'm seeing the shift in their work, how much better their stuff's looking. Imagine when they get out there and they're like sharing their portfolio and this is the stuff they've got. It kind of evens the playing field a little bit because I don't know the first thing about 3D and yet I've made like six composites in like the last two days. And yeah, I'm, man. And Again, it's a blast. It's bringing that accessibility to creative people that exactly. maybe aren't experts in the field, yep. but they're going to do some awesome stuff. I think you, honestly, I'm a big proponent of Dimension as well. Like, I think it's so useful for any designer. And the best case I found for it is my case studies or how I'm delivering my, you know, my, my, my packaging proposals to clients. Like, it's just, it's so easy and intuitive and effective. Yeah, I, I think it's it's one of the I think most exciting things Adobe's doing, and still not a lot of people are talking about I it. And know. I know, like, what the hell? I, maybe yeah. because I think you know, at first, if I did not see the demos and some other stuff, I would have just thought it's a three D uh, thing. But it was presented yeah. to me first as more of like this packaging solution, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I was like, wow, I have to get on board with this thing. And now that. Uh, I've re- I've purchased my new computer and I can take full advantage of everything in the cloud because of system software and everything else. I'm just like I'm making up for like lost time and I'm just like one more dimension project, let's go, you know, and it's mm-hmm. and I'm rebuilding all of this all of the images in my on my website, 
based yep. on this. And it's such a blast. I'm actually taking projects that maybe didn't have enough components to make up a great case study. And I'm just yes. filling in the blanks because it yep. can do it so easily. So that's, Huge. that's my, that's my fun. What I'm into right now, man. I love it. I love it, man. Beautiful dude. We got through it. Look at that without a single edit, nothing. <laughs> we're, we're just pros at this, man. I, I'm glad we did this. This was, this was fun. Dude. It's a good pit stop, baby. I know. Uh... I know, man. <laughs> so we want to ask you guys now that we're doing these things, any particular pit stop topics we should be doing any course yeah. topics you want to do it we're going to get in listener questions for this too so anything you have get us on instagram it's probably the best spot to do it we're always mm. on there checking it um any guests that you think would be a great topic yourself or included. if you want to come on listen yeah. yeah exactly we essentially we just we want to find a way this new year to fill in the gaps of these long courses that that take a while and then you know we're absent for six months between so like we want to find a way to to, to, to punch out these little like uh, 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 gap filler pit stops and, and still engage with you guys and learn more and talk about things that maybe again they don't need a full eight to ten episode course with yes. a, you know a free you know a PDF booklet and all these things that we're doing now they can just be fun discussions and honestly that's the reason why we do this uh, in the first place again yeah and we get to chat buds. more often this is exactly. this is a blast man. Yeah. Awesome. So with that, I hope everyone listening has a lovely holiday. Uh, they drink all the eggnog and, you know, don't work too hard. I guess. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to leave my computer at home or here when Good. I go home and maybe <laughs> I say that now I think about it, but I'm going to try to. I'm going to try really hard to enjoy the holiday. Probably. I know. That's why I'm kind of keeping the, the old laptop because it can't do much. So it's, exactly it like I can get to doing... my emails. Mm -hmm. I can't do anything else. I got a shitty 2011 air. <laughs> Same here, dude. <laughs> oh, but thanks you guys so much for every, we, we had a great year with you guys. Thanks for keeping up the support with the course and everything. Glad you guys loved. It was great hearing from everybody on that. And hopefully yeah. with this, we can engage even more. So happy new year to you guys as well. Yeah. All right. I'll talk to you soon, bud. Later.